Hey, Mar. Andrew. What's going on? You got a uh, divorce again, I heard? Yeah, I did. Want to talk about it? Yeah, I do. All right, ready? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Never After Pod. Podcast <laughs> is one word. I know, but that's why it's funny. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we were idiots and didn't say any of our names, so uh, I am Mara Merrick. I'm your host. Uh, Andrew Collin is also on this following episode because he is the co-host, and Steven Swenson was our guest today. Uh, just got to the tail end of the, and I was like, I don't think we said our names. We're uh, fucking idiots. Anyway, uh, just want to make a couple of announcements. I am getting to the tail end of this Bike Laugh Heel tour. Uh, Oregon's coming up. Uh, well, I'm still in San Fran, so if you want to come to Sacramento or San Fran, that uh, would be tomorrow and the next day. And then uh, Oregon, Port Townsend. Then I'm heading home. So if you are in New York City or New York City adjacent and you want to come to our to the Happy Never After two-year two-week anniversary show, and also I finally get to get off this fucking bike show. It's a combo. It That'll be November 15th at the Sound Lounge, and guess what? We're going to have Marshall Grupp uh, back on the pod. So uh, he was our old producer. If you guys listen to old episodes, he was badass, uh, but we couldn't uh, keep abusing his really badass studio. So he is going to be there. Make sure to check out Bike Laugh Heel. Uh, to get tickets. Also, our uh, sponsors will all be there and uh, giving away things like Brooklyn and Talk Space, Legacy Box, uh, Fab Fit Fun. You want to get a do a do? What are they called? What are those things called that wipe that that blow water up your ass? Bidets. Oh, but a ton of stuff. Uh, we will have all those there. So, bikelafield.com.org bikelefield.org for the tickets. Love you guys, and uh, thanks for listening. Here comes the episode. I can't move. I'm a mover. I, I know. Move. He keeps moving around and ruining everything. Sorry. What was I Sorry. thinking? Sorry. What was I thinking? <laughs> I'm in my own home with no underwear the on. The nerve. <laughs> Next she's going to tell me I can't break out an eight ball and enjoy some. Talk towards the phone. Okay. 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 All right, I'm back. Okay. 15, All right, I'm back. 15:24. <laughs> okay. So the reason we, I wanted Steve to come on is because uh, Steve is a little like you, where uh, he's a child of divorce. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. This escalated, yeah. This escalated quickly. I have therapy tomorrow I have therapy tomorrow <laughs> well, We're going to talk about this. I didn't sign we're up We're talking about this right extended. now. He's a child of divorce, grew up Mormon. Are you still Mormon? Still practicing Mormonism? You know, not at the moment. You know, hmm. not at the moment. How did you, like, where do your parents, do you visit your parents separately or they, what's... Oh, they live together. Oh, your oh, they parents live together. Live together yeah. But they're are divorced. Di- yeah, they're divorced, <laughs> but they live together. Separate bedrooms. Separate everything mostly. Separate everything mostly. But, you know, the whole just when, live together thing. How old were you when they got divorced? Uh, 18. Uh, 18. It was my senior year in high school. And I knew it was coming because it was so funny. Like, they were on such separate pages my entire childhood that when I came home from a vacation to Las Vegas to visit a friend that had moved out there our senior year in high school, they were both in the car to pick me up from the airport that night. And as soon as I saw them both in the car, I was like, oh, shit. Something's about to go down. And then, like, the car ride was quiet and shit. Right when we got home, like, we need to have a talk 
fucking dad's oh, office, and I'm like, oh fuck, I think they're gonna tell me about the divorce. And then they said it, and I was like, all right, damn, all right. Were they both Mormon at the time? Uh, my mom was. My, uh, my mom been was. Been my dad's Mormon always kind of been a Jack Mormon ever since he grew up in the church in Idaho. Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah. They each had a son. Before yeah, they, they each had, had a son before they had me, so I have two older half brothers. So they weren't in the house when that happened. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. They were both on their way to starting families of their own. So your parents. So then they were probably what in their around fifty at the time. My dad was 49 and my, my mom dad was, was 49 and my mom was 31. There's an 18 there. year difference there. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. yeah. So, why exactly. That's nine. what I figured out when I was nine. Was anyone cheating or? No, they were just two lonely people. No, they were just two lonely people. Met at a bar. Wait, your mom was 31? When they were 18? No, 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 no. My mom was 31. No, 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 no. My mom was 31 and my dad was 49, which is an 18 year difference when they originally met. Oh, when they originally met. I was saying, how old were they when they got divorced? Oh. 18 seems to be a theme because I was 18 at the time. Yeah. 49 and whatever. Yeah. 67. Oh, my God. Okay. They were a little old. I mean, your dad was a little bit older. I mean, he still is. I mean, he still is. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So Look at you. <laughs> he's 84 now. He's been wow. married and divorced three times. He's been married and divorced three times. Okay. And how did they end up getting back together? Well, they're not together. Well, nobody's asking. Well, nobody's asking. Like, he's asking about proximity. Yeah, he's asking about proximity. Um, so when I served a Mormon mission, I lived in South America for about a year and a half. And how was the end of your Mormon mission? The end? Yeah. The end? It's not good. I got sent home with bipolar disorder. I was like, I was like, I lost like 60 pounds. Maybe that's what you should do. Do another Mormon mission. Back to South America. But the problem is, I already know. But the problem is, I already know. I have bipolar disorder. It's not like I can go back down there and rediscover and get re-diagnosed. Maybe I can catch something else down there this time. Like clap. Or yeah. whatever. Clap. I mean, I'm at higher whatever. risk for anything. I mean, I'm at higher risk for anything because I don't wear underwear, right? Hey, <laughs> So anyway, so I I went to school in Utah for like to a school year, in Utah BYU, for like a year. Dream. BYU, the Mormon Dream. Then I went on the mission. And while I was at school for a year after senior year, my mom moved out and was kind of trying to do the independent lady thing and like whatever. 50, 51. Um, and then realized, like, um, that and then realized like that wasn't that easy. Starting over and being on your own, paying your own way, and all that shit at 50 so as a single woman. So then when I went to South America, it was about a year later. She came to my dad and was like, hey, since he's going to be down in South America, why don't I move home? And that way, you know, we can communicate with him together more easily. If anything happens, we're together. I can kind of help things around the house and help you. It was packaged in this very convenient, friendly I'm lonely way. Convenient, yeah. Convenient, yeah. Scenario, and it was supposed to be temporary, and that was 2002. So 16 years later, I guess it's still technically temporary, but you know. Well, your dad's old now. I guess. Were they hooking up with other people? I mean, I guess. No. 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 I don't think so. I don't know. I don't even think they were hooking up with each other. I don't even think they were hooking up with each other. So maybe that's where I get my retirement from. It just runs in the family. Yeah. The Swensons didn't get the libido gene. Swensons didn't get the libido gene, I guess. 
Do they sleep in separate rooms? No, they didn't. They didn't as I as as a kid. But yeah, once I got older. Yeah, once I got older, and then they kind of like split. They were just basically like roommates or like cohabitants in the same location. This is just weird because it's just like God. What's the deal here? Like, is there? Are we all just gonna like sit on the fence and not move forward or not move on? And it's kind of been just a resounding yes for the last sixteen years to some degree. But you know now I'm 36. But you know now I'm 36. I have my own place. I still don't wear underwear. I have a good job. So I'm moving on. I'm I'm not letting them. And how's the love situation? For who? You. For who? In terms of like dating and relationships. In relationships. Uh. Not really doing it. Not really doing it. I'm insecure. I don't know where the future will take me, and I don't want to like get anything serious going here in the city when I'm always like. Two bad days away in a row of wanting to pick up and go somewhere else. Well, I have a tendency to want to blow it up and like fuck everything over and just try to go somewhere else. I'm a geographical, if you're familiar with the term. I think location or I think location or settings like what what makes happiness or is going to make something better. So I have a tendency to want to shut down and just shut things off and close it off and then think, well, my next place, my next job, my next apartment, the next city, things will be better. It's like fuck, man, you're 36 years old. I don't know if that's going to work. I used to run all the time too, and I thought that would make it easier just to like leave the past in a different location and then just move on. Uh, but you don't. Process anything. process anything so you i've learned late mm -mm. don't run stay and work it out yeah, it's very good advice you gave me last night by the way we thinking about that a lot. steve about that swenson a lot. Yeah, i think if you if you run a lot eventually you learn through doing like that's the only way you can learn is by experiencing that it doesn't work because yeah I don't know. Yeah. Especially when you have that urge. I have that urge all the time. You know. But luckily now I'm a dog walker and I can <laughs> get settled. <laughs> well, well. Finally I'm complete, you know. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> Are you like an independent 1099 contractor? Are you part of the Wag Network? Independent. I feel like that was such a tricky question because I was like, if he's like what I think he is, where he is, he's gonna be so fucking offended and just the most obnoxious piece of shit for even asking about Wag. He's like, I am not. I am a certified dog walker by the state of New York. I am eco. I am eco allergen. I friendly. Speak I speak three dog I languages. Speak <laughs> I also speak Spanish. I um, yeah, no, I'm a uh, I'm an independent guy. You sound like an independent. You sound like an independent guy. Just all the way through. Yeah, so through. You shop local, don't you? You're a local. You're a local guy, aren't you? Yeah, everything. Support local. Looking out for the moms and pops in the city, and I live in Brooklyn. I wish I just walked dogs local, you know, live <laughs> off the land. <laughs> <laughs> like the big Lebowski? But like the Brooklyn? big Lebowski <laughs> of Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh, God. I hate the fucking That's Eagles. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. That's everybody's dream, brother. That's everybody's dream, brother. I mean, I think it sounds like if you have a good job, you're living in San Francisco, you got a castle. You know, you're doing therapy. It sounds like you're doing everything 
you quit doing coke, which is the only problem well, I'm I mean, hearing. Well, Does I mean, really you quit? know. <laughs> Does anybody really quit? <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, it sounds like you're doing everything positive, so I mean, maybe you're on the upswing. <laughs> you sound like You sound like the... Outbirth of uh, Bill Murray's character. Uh, Bill Murray's Bob character. And what about Richard Bob, where he's pleading like, with Richard Dreyfus? He's like, Dr. Marvin, I'm doing the work. I'm taking the baby steps. The baby steps. What else do you want from me? I'm sailing. I'm sailing. I'll see you in two weeks, Bob. Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Well, I think there's a couple of things. I'm not fat. I'm just fat. I'm just fat. I got a gut. Uh, I got a gut because I like to eat. Oh, uh, that's the other thing. Oh, that's the other thing. Man, this guy's fucking good. You can hear his bald head, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's like getting into my fucking psyche here. No, I'm gonna be careful, man. Hold on, I'm, careful, man. Hold on. I'm gonna go put a metal uh, vegetable uh, strainer over my head just to keep some of the gamma rays blocked so you can't get all the fucking secret sauce. But yeah, if I'm being very truthful and vulnerable right now on my bed. Uh, my weight and my thinning hair is, my, thinning hair is two my two biggest physical insecurities. Well, you don't have much and more to go with. I don't know if I... I have nice elbows. I have nice I have elbows. Nice nose, have nice I have a nice okay, nose, so and I have really good eyes. Oh my God, I never thought of that. Should we talk about kneecaps, or should we just stop with elbows? Because in your hair, is it... Is it to the point where you can't grow and cover? It's like pure bald. I no, no, it's not pure bald, but it's like it's. God, how do I describe it? It's like it's like George Costanza the pre. It's not there yet. Yeah, it's not there, but it's getting close. It's basically like kind of like Roman Emperor, kind of like the the sides and the back is thick, but the back is there's got this little tuft that almost looks like a little antenna, and then the top is like it starts about three a quarter of the way. Up, it's very thin, and it's just it very looks thin. Like like it looks like somebody like went through a cornfield or a wheat field with like a, a, a big turbine, yeah, but then they the kind parts. of didn't <laughs> hit all the parts. So you're like, what is? So there's that, and then, so I, there's could that. And then I could just being, shave it. But the problem with so being fat right now so fat right now is that when you shave the head and you have a round face, I have a beard. I always have a beard because that's kind of my my secret mask. Defense That's my defense mechanism. I hide behind the beard. Um, the beard, and, um, the round the beard and the round face and the bald head. It just then you just kind of look portly and swollen, and it looks like you don't have good circulation, and there's a lot of water retention. And I'll tell you, yeah, I was at a music I'll tell you, I was at a music festival last weekend, and I'm sure you guys know mm -hmm. Action Bronson. Yeah. Yeah, so he came yeah, out so, Yeah, so he came out on stage. And I was looking at him. And I, think and I was looking at him, and I think I might have been a little bit inebriated or um, under the weather, as you, but, uh, as like you were. But, uh, like, there was moments where I was looking at him, and I was like, oh, my he's God. Got red beard. He's, he's got a red beard. Fuck. He's fat he's as fuck. He's got a buzz that cut. That could be you if you're not careful. <laughs> if you're not careful. Kind of out, and I started to kind of freak out, like, dude, that's the future. Like, if you don't get a grip now. And then, as if that wasn't freaky enough, halfway through one of his songs, he's like trying to smoke the fattest blunt. And rap move around, and move and around like three, and like that's three too many things for a guy <laughs> so his size so he had to stop in the middle of the song because he was choking on his own spit and he was like oh i almost fucking died up here i'm trying to smoke a blunt and rap i gotta do one thing at a time it's like bro you can't walk smoke and rap 
that's so, a sign. Yeah, so, those are my insecurities. Yeah, those are my insecurities. In and in a place like San Francisco, much like in New York, I'm sure people are beautiful. And so, you know, when you roll out the door with that, like, oh, let me put a hat on and an extra large shirt. I mean, I, you know, I'm receding. My brother's bald. My dad's bald. When I shaved my head, I thought I'd like have like a cool look, but no, I just showed how bald I was getting, and it really does fuck. It fucks with men, like balding, because like, I mean, balding and dick size is really what women go after. I mean, have you ever like, you know, oh, he, you usually will hear like, oh, he's bald, but. He's got a good job, or he's bald, but, you know. <laughs> no. And when women say yeah. shit like, And when women oh, say really shit like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Oh, That's no, not important. Like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, we sure. just went to uh, brunch with Lindsay Booch. Uh, remember Lindsay from a previous yeah, episode? Do. Yeah, she flew out from San Francisco and had a book. Uh, and we were talking about the difference between how women process things and how men process things. And we also didn't realize that men had so many insecurities. We're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. So <laughs> oh, my God. We have so many. But we have to mask it under our manliness because if we're like, I'm bald and I'm chubby, people like, shut the fuck up and be a man. Yeah, we're like, stop up. being such a fucking and pussy, and bitch. Yeah. Or yeah, the other thing, that, or the other thing that the other thing that happens, and I'm sure, and I'm sure you know this too, being a dude. The other thing that happens is even if you don't um, articulate those or share those publicly or in your innermost circles, the jokes inevitably happen where you get picked on or people like throw shots your way, and it's always done in kind of this like you know friendly dude forum where it's like, oh yeah, hey Steve, you should wear a bra. Oh yeah, just let it go, and you're like. Guys, words hurt. <laughs> and even though I'm taking, I mean, it, even though I'm taking it, <laughs> you don't know my friends. I think I'd rather just cry on the inside exactly. than go tell. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what he said? He's like, "Shut up, you bald bitch." <laughs> Have you been drinking soy milk? I get it. I'd rather just cry cry silently inside than go down that road. I understand you, fat fuck. (laughs) No, but from what I've seen, but from what I've seen on social media, you seem like a handsome dude. Like, this is the first I've ever even conceived of you saying you're balding. It always looks like he's got a pretty. You keep it pretty thick. Yeah. I cover well. I cover well. Um. Well, I, I think, think that you've exaggerated what it actually is, too. Like, you you don't... I, I don't see you as receding as much as you do. Yeah, but when I shaved my head, it definitely was obvious. No, my, n- no. I, I, I could cover it in a way where it's good. What's going to happen with me is in, like, 10 years, I'm going to be completely bald, but I'll, I'll be able to, like, cover it with, like, curly hair. And then one day I won't be able to cover it. People are like, dude, you're fucking... Oh. And it's gonna be like a like when did this? It didn't happen last night. Yeah. That, you're gonna go from looking like, like you're gonna go from looking like a Greek penis to a white carrot. Yeah, and it's gonna be overnight, and it's gonna be very sad. And then uh, yeah, I mean a lot of bald guys. What they end up doing is they try to get in best shape possible. Uh, you know, not all nothing motivates a guy to get ripped in a bald head. 
Yeah, so I've been looking. Yeah, into so I've been looking into some alternate. Uh, some alternate uh, I work solutions. with a guy who's. Are you eating? I work with a guy who's. Eating all right? No, I ate like shit. No, I ate like shit. No, I ate like shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I. You're in real estate, right? Yeah, commercial or can you real estate. Even say that? Yeah, commercial yeah. real estate. Yeah, commercial, yeah. I used to do commercial real estate. Oh, but it's a culture where offline. you get... We should talk <laughs> offline. What's that? I said we should talk offline. I said He's we should talk offline. The markets no, are hot talking. right now. The markets are hot right now. Yeah. When do you look? Do you have any store centers? Uh, uh, yes. I do. Uh, yeah. I do. Of course I he does. I need a store center on a hard corner <laughs> that you could, uh, <laughs> you know, you give a little facelift. That's not on the market. Okay. Okay. You're gonna expand. Um, I was like, you're gonna expand your dog walking empire. So I like your. your so I like your your line of thinking here because actually it's really ironic. Mara's brought like this burst of energy the last 24 to 28 hours because I've been helping her get set up and trying to make it a really good experience and stuff. And and I'm not equating this all to her being here and helping her, but you know how sometimes there's things that are just sitting on the fence or that are just there on a list or in your mind. It's like they're there. They're on the table. You know what they are. You've just been fucking around or dilly-dallying or pussyfooting around them. And one one small action or result can then kind of start a chain reaction. Yeah. It was where yesterday I was like, just, where I was just like, you need to just fucking shave because your head. Because for the last several months, I've been like, okay, well, I know I'm going to shave my head, and then that'll buy me some time to figure out if I want to go to Turkey and get implants, because they're supposed to be really great over there. But I can't do that until I lose some weight, because if I shave my head and I'm still chubby, then I'm going to look like a fat fuck. But what I'm realizing is there's not going to be the right time and I'm not going to be 100% motivated to go down that road. So I just need to pull the plug and take care of one and then have one less thing to worry about and stress over. And then I think to your point, then with that gone, it's like, all right, so now that we got the fucking bald head solved, let's get the fucking pot belly and the man tits taken care of. And then who knows? You could look like a whole new dude in three to four months. I mean, 100%. I think... I think, uh, yeah, one little step. I think also, you know, you could do other things. Like, I don't know, what do you wear a suit every day? Is that what you wear to work? No, or, no, I work. I work no, for, no, I work. I work for a, so one of our very, tech clients. So it's very, it's very casual. It's very, it's very casual. You know, it's very, so you know, tech centric. So it's like jeans. Button up shirt, like a rented a scooter, shirt, but it's, it's part of his uniform at all times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a rucksack that costs four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, so much of it though really is. I I think Mara knows even more than me. She's a trainer, but I, diet is so fucking important. And yeah. and you don't have to like go yeah. crazy, but I mean, you also live in a pretty healthy city. Where it's like you have a lot of options of yeah. like different kind of food. Yeah, dude, you I have, have no money, excuses. So dude, I have no excuses. No, I have no excuses. No, I have no excuses. Our client is so gracious to us when we're on site. Like they they feed us free food, and we're not talking like shitty coffee in the break room. We're talking like fruits, vegetables. Yeah, three meals if you stay there twelve hours, and we're talking five star executive chef, wholesome, healthy meals. I have access to the gym. I live in San Francisco which is probably more hills per capita than anywhere else so in the United like, States. So it's like I don't have any excuses. Like I literally have all the tools right at my disposal. 
I just I have a hard time starting. I, I have a hard time starting things and like making habits ones, unless they're bad ones because those are easy uh, to form. And so like I um, and so like I might be all gung ho like and about it like on a Monday and, and then by Wednesday I'm like what fuck that shit. And that's the hardest thing for me. And that's the hardest thing for me is to convert any of this into some sort of like manageable or consistent. Well, I think this is like a human behavior consistent issue though. People don't follow through on things. They don't stay consistent. They don't follow through and that is i mean i struggle with that also and that was like a big part of my ride when i was letting sarah go the driver and i was like you have to stay till san diego because i'm going to finish this ride like that is the only thing that i have to do is i have to finish that part and it was it that was i was like i have to finish something in my fucking life (laughs) so yeah yeah and i think yeah i think when it comes to consistency i mean you know you sound like a very smart guy I mean, oh, thank you. over the phone. Oh, thank you. I don't know about him personally. Oh, he's a um, retard. Uh. <laughs> it's a different story. Might yeah, and might I add, before I forget, I've been waiting for an opportunity. You look a lot like a junior college <laughs> professor, <laughs> I feel like. Have you ever gotten that before? And I mean that in a very distinguished and respectable way. Uh, when I have the beard, I can see it. Um, usually, I get um, a regular college, but I'll take junior. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but like I Hunter, mean, <laughs> you know, not like... Or like William and Mary. Or like William that and like Mary. One, I don't know. Not yeah. New York City. Not, not like New York one City where the like credits Brooklyn would transfer fucking, to yeah, any, yeah, anyone do, reputable. Yeah, yeah, like a reputable one. Yeah, I do think some of my humor comes in the fact that I, I look like I would know at least seven big words. But <laughs> the more you know me, the more you find out that uh, you, you just am, don't. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You could yeah. also Yeah, but you know what? You could, you could also could spin that, that because you could be that very progressive progressive and altruistic educator and individual that's like, you know what? I'm here because I want to be here because I want to teach because I'm passionate and I want to make a difference in the lives of these underprivileged and these kids that are here working their own dime to be in this class and that's who I want to reach to. You could have that going for you. That's a compelling narrative if you're a junior college professor. Yeah, I could be a good... I, yeah, I think as an actor, I could do that. Um, but with the consistency thing, do you can do... Because uh, I do this too, but like... Are you talking about fitness in specifics? or What's that? I said, are you talking about fitness specifically? Or are you talking yeah. about... Okay, continue. You no, know, fitness, diet, diet especially. I think so many people, and I think that I had this idea, like... You feel like you have, like, working out seems very hard. The, the tiring of it, whatever, it makes you hungrier. But changing your diet, I think, can start tomorrow with very little work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you could cut carbs. Mm-hmm. You could fucking, like, and you don't have to do, I think what I do is I'll all fucking go all out for, like, three weeks. And then I'll see the gains that I want. And then... I will be comfortable with that. And then all it takes is about five days of drinking again and then binge eating where I'm right back to where I began. Square one. And Square one. But I think you have to approach it and have patience. And I don't know, man. I just, I just, it's, it's, uh, how do you feel about intermittent? I, how do you feel about intermittent fasting? That's, fasting? that's the hot trend out here in the Bay. Everybody's I mean, like, you know what I've been doing lately? Another thing that's like kind of like excessive it at is. first. I think you can get there, but I don't think that that's your answer at 
you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I not think for me. No, no, not for me. If I can't even back away from the fucking donuts at 7-Eleven when I get my coffee, I'm definitely not the guy that's going to be like, all right, this is my last meal until... I also think that it's like the... 60 donuts every nine hours. Yeah. Are you going to eat a young baby? And then I'm going to take off 10 hours. But it's okay because I won't eat again until Friday. Yeah, but it's fine. So I'll eat a whole... Uh, team of cows. Well, the team. way some of those guys that do it, though, they, like, explain it, they like they're definitely indoctrinated into that ideology because they're very like. So here's the deal: the body <laughs> needs sugar, right? Yeah. We all know. It's a it's a fast food version of dieting. It's not good. It's not withstanding. You should always consider doing a diet. I don't I hate that word even though that's technically the right one that is sustainable. And people don't understand like they the problem is, is that you have this hormone in your stomach that's called uh ghrelin and it activates for three reasons. When you're hungry, when you're thirsty, or when you want to fuck. So you need yeah, so if your stomach is growling, it doesn't technically mean that you're hungry. You could just need to drink more water. Or you want to fuck. Or you want to bone. What if you want to do all three? What if you want to do all three? What is that? <laughs> that is, have, have like? you, that's Andrew's sex life. <laughs> and so Andrew will get in bed. You can fuck in a water bed while eating ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun fact. I had well, fun fact. I had a water bed <laughs> in high school that didn't get fucked <laughs> on, but it got slept on. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure yeah. your parents mm. wanted you to drown. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Well, I think it was their old water bed, if I remember correctly. It was probably the bed I was conceived on. Oh, <laughs> my God. Maybe the bed you're Water. And also, if you, a lot of the reason why people gain weight is because of sugar-based products, which are in a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of sugar in a lot of things, mostly processed foods. Oh, my God. And to get it out of your system, it only takes 72 hours, but those 72 hours are like heroin withdrawal. It's like the worst thing to go through and you just have to make it my my brother-in-law when i was on the ride and i was going up these crazy mountains he was like just take one eighth of a mile at a time as long as you can just get past one eighth of a mile you can make it the other eighth and i was like that's true so when i would be on those crazy mountains i was like just make it this these four pedal strokes just make it six more pedal strokes just like so just make small victories he's right i mean that's he's right i mean that's kind of how i got to this point i used to take life one eighth at a time <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just, essentially what he's saying is start eating munchkins. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking more, and drinking more water, I think. <laughs> drinking more water, drinking more water, and you can just have milk and munchkins. There you go. <laughs> oh. You know, the other thing that's kind of prohibitive when you're in this, I mean, what I would say, I mean, it's not even that I'm in limbo. It's just this self-defined or self-assigned limbo phase in life. It's like, do I want to stay here forever? How do I fucking buy a house in San Francisco over the next three to five years when they're probably going to be five million dollars by then? There's this city in this whole area right here, this little pocket of San Francisco, all that it is. I'm sure New York's very similar. LA is definitely this way. A lot of my friends and people I've met here through the years have been like, this is a very transient place. So there's people that are here for a reason. They're here for whatever they're trying to get accomplished. They're here to make money. They're here to get their career started. They're here to get some stock options to vest. And then they're going to go somewhere else. And so there's so many people that are kind of passing through or that don't really maybe know where they're going to be 
be long term or know that it's that's not here. That's kind of another thing. I think that's that kind of another thing tricky. I think that so makes like it a little bit tricky. Ripped, so like healthy, I could get ripped, healthy, shave my head, and then I'm still going to be a little bit kind of apprehensive to try to be like. So I know I'm here right now. So I know I'm here right now, but I don't think I want to be here forever because I remember I went on a date with a chick earlier this year and like we were just talking about where we're from and shit. And I said something about you like, yeah, I think long term I could see myself out of the state. And I feel like that right there. She's like, I could never leave California. All my family's down in L.A. We're so close. And I was like, is this a smile? I guess so much for being honest. Yeah, but I feel like that's one girl. Like, I don't know. I feel like. Like you said, so many people are like that. You're not alone in those thoughts. And um, But that's what dating is about. You just go, okay, late, next. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I like, well, it's I like funny. I liked, I liked sitting with Lindsay and getting to know her for a lot of reasons, but her story just seemed so serendipitous and kind of serendipitous and kind of inspiring in the fact that it wasn't necessarily like magnanimous or like over the top or crazy. It was just very sincere, and the way it happened, it sounded like she knew at certain points along the way. What she, she wanted, and she wasn't afraid to go get it or like to embrace it when so it came to her. And so, to get married again after being divorced, like, there's a lot of cynical ass people that could be like, Oh, if you've been divorced and you're single in San Francisco, you should just go out and fuck with your hat off and not look back and this and that. But I liked hearing that for her, she was kind of like, Yeah, no, I was ready to go for it again, and here I am, and we're doing it now. And I think. To your point, uh, that, when um, that when the circumstances are right, are right and if you think you know what you want or you know exactly what you want, all of a sudden, all that other shit, that, that, sudden, noise, that, other shit, that noise and all the stuff that you're thinking about and trying to make away, is rhetoric kind of falls away and you're like, nah, I want to do this. Do you want to do this? Let's do it. I'm just not there yet. When you say fuck with your head off, do you mean your your condom or your actual hat? Or like, are you showing your bald head or you covering your dick? or? No, you've never heard that expression, just fuck with hats off? It's been around. I don't know where... I don't know where you've been. What you're saying is, uh, I feel like if you gave yourself like three months from today of like work on you, that a lot of the uh, feelings of like, oh, would I be ready to embrace something that's good? I think the more you're happy, obviously, with yourself. I mean, these are, you know, I go through the same shit, but, you know, um, I think if you do that, then you'd be ready for something like that. And also, you come from parents that got divorced and then quickly realized, or whatever, realized that, uh, no, I don't want to put in the work. I'm going to move back in. Like, you know, granted, you know, your dad... The reward for putting in the work is so much better. Well, here's the other thing. Well, though, too. here's think, the other thing, I though. I think I think growing up, I always, I think, I think growing up, like I always knew and just felt like this distance between them, and I figured out at like eight or nine years old that I was conceived right around the was time, conceived they, got right around the time the they got married, and I did the math and like cracked the code and figured out like my age was the same number of their anniversary years. And then when I found out that like they weren't married for a while and then had me, I was like, and it seemed like this big crisis at whatever nine years old. But it was just the first inkling. I had, which then grew into most of my childhood, which was just this. It wasn't a bad childhood by any means. Like I was loved, they provided. I was probably fucking more spoiled than I needed to be. 
there was always but there was always this lack of like what I felt was true love and like romance between the two of them. Now it's great that I had that love from both of them, and I have super strong relationships and lifetimes of memories with both of them, my mom and my dad. But there's still this kind of fucked up and shitty feeling, and like this lack of seeing a love between your mom and your dad or a man and a woman. Everything to you, and so now that I'm older, I can kind of look back at that and be like, no fucking wonder I don't like value or go after relationships because I never saw one model that was so healthy and flourishing that I wanted the same thing. I think that's another reason why I tend to stay to myself because I'm like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm the same way. My parents never. I don't remember my parents ever having a moment of like of love or whatever, like where we were like. I think I remember them making out maybe once. Maybe I don't want that. But, uh, <laughs> I Did you ever hear him having sex? My mother twice. You do or actually. don't? You do or don't? I, no, no. <laughs> oh. I only remember my dad fingering my mom at a baseball game. <laughs> was it your baseball game? No, was it your it. baseball game? Or somebody I else's? It. Yeah, it was high school. I was coaching at junior college. I was teaching. <laughs> William and Mary Like you don't have like that's why I'm. I think I'm very awkward when it comes to relationships because you know they fought all the time. They got divorced when I was 13. I never saw that, but my dad tried to do it with my stepmom, but I couldn't see it because I had so much anger for it. I couldn't see their relationship being good. You know. So what's so what's so what's so funny on this topic is this is a question for Mara because she's a female. Of <laughs> sort of. Three. How many times? How many times over the years, or even like recently in life, have you ever had guys that are like super into you? They come on strong, hot and heavy, and then there's this moment where they're like, "I'm just not ready." I'm fucked up. I gotta take care of my they, shit. There's a lot of things like they give that same old standard line where they're like, "I'm just, I'm really fucked up right now." There's a lot of things that I gotta. Oh, I'm not that girl that I'm gonna get that. I'm, I don't get that. Oh, you don't get. You never got that at all. Because I feel like that's like, I mean, it's not a new thing, but just more and more, it's like that is just the standard thing now. Well, the thing, like a lot of girls ask me, "How did, how have you been married and engaged so many times?" And I am so independent. And I really, I will, I will drop someone in a second if I'm like, oh, if you don't want to play this game, I will leave. Like, it's not a big deal. I have had my own life. It is great. I'm good either way. And so I don't, I always get the guys that are like, oh, you're going to leave? I'll, I'll, whatever. What do you want? Well, let's get married. And I'm like, no, okay. You asked, you asked in front of your brother. So uh, I have to say yes to be polite. And uh, <laughs> So that's, wow, so that's yeah. Um, I'm pretty quiet. Mostly, I'm in my head. I don't know. Guys, don't do that to me. Also, I take care of them so well. Like I will do. I will make you, their dreams come true. But then, if I don't get my dreams fulfilled, also at the same time, I will resent the fuck out of them and also leave. So either way, I'm leaving. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That should be the name of your book. <laughs> either way, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just the reason I asked. Well, I just the reason I asked that's because I don't know somebody at work or some shit, some younger dude that's always asking me for advice is always like, "Oh man, I don't know what to do." I'm like, "Bro, here's the deal: you're 28, you want to fuck, your ex girlfriend keeps hitting you up because she wants to be the one, she wants to settle down, you ain't ready, 
She knows that. You know that. Just tell her that and quit stringing her along and being like, well, she's really cool and sometimes it's great. That's so selfish. You want to go fuck. And that's what I told him. Yeah. And that's what I told him. I'm like, you're afraid. And he's like, well, yeah, sometimes I think, you know, like, what's going on with me and I need to look into that because why don't I want to be loved? I'm like, bro, you're 28. You're good looking. You just want to go fuck. You don't want to be pigeonholed and be like, yeah, she's cool and we're in love, but now I can only fuck her for the rest of my life. And he started laughing. I'm like, you know, I'm right. So just stop stringing her along. Tell her, hey, I want to go. Just yeah. What? What is that? Was that? Was that a taxi? What was that, Andrew? We just heard somebody. We just heard somebody. Yeah, I was gonna say. Are you in the student quad or the student center? Yo, professor. I think this is a great time to take a break and talk about our sponsors because all of us need therapy. Uh, some of us are in it. Yes. Speak for yourself. You have Chris. I have uh, Talkspace. Talkspace is one of our sponsors. Um, Andrew, you still have are going to therapy, yeah, right? Um, yep. Cool. (laughs) So today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. I definitely need it because I have goal shame on this ride and I am still holding out of the past. So I definitely need something. And uh, Talkspace is awesome because it has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face. Uh, they, you call up, you get matched, you have to go through this whole profile thing so you can get uh, perfectly matched with a therapist and you can either do an online call or you can actually go face to face, but you can also just do it by text. You can do text therapy. Uh, so if you guys want to try this, if our listeners want to try this, and even if you too, if Chris isn't enough for you, Steve, or if, if Andrew, if you want to get some supplemental therapy, you go to talkspace.com forward slash happy to use the code HAPPY to get $45 off your first month, which is basically like a free week. And uh, sh- so show your support to the show. So go to Talkspace.com forward slash HAPPY. That is how you go. As I'm doing that, I'm thinking, As I'm a, doing, great thinking that a great bit. song for that bit because would be like, because I'm happy clap along. <laughs> but the guy's like crying. Like <laughs> Is the view because I'm happy clap along if you could use a service just I was for you. driving here yesterday I told Steve this already but I was driving here yesterday and I had my tarot cards read the night before which I think a lot is bullshit but um I was like oh okay but it said in the tarot cards that I was holding on to the past and like you have forgiven everyone else but you haven't forgiven yourself and uh and so I was driving and I immediately just sat in the car and I was like, I forgive you. And for the first hour of driving, I was crying. I was like, oh my God, I actually do forgive myself. This is crazy. So yeah, basically what I learned is I need therapy. I need to get back in it. Stat. It's really helpful. (laughs) Talkspace.com forward slash happy. I'm doing it. I am doing it. I thought of another song. I thought of another <laughs> song when you were in the car. I wish I could have been there to I wish I, I would have been there to queue up. I wish I would have been there to queue up. Take a long I don't know the words, but that's such a beautiful song. I felt like it would have fit that moment so eloquently. You tearing down the freeway going, I forgive you. Yeah, were you were you saying it out loud? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I did. Of course she was. She was even looking in the mirror. She like, was even looking in the mirror and like, look at me. No, don't you look away. 
Look me in the eye. No, I just pushed somebody else off and then I kept going. I was like, I add that to the list. I forgive myself for that too. I forgive you. I forgive you. Have you killed his family? Um, well, <laughs> I was forgiving myself. There's some shit that happened 18 years ago. I forgive myself. I forgive myself because I am enough. Oh, man. Stop being a little bitch. Whoa. Whoa. Professor. Oh, he's talking to you. So, Professor, are we going to be able to use our notes on the quiz on Friday? I don't know. Can you hold a pen with your fat hands? Oh. We're crying again. We're crying again. What was that website called? Smalltalk.com? Talkspace.com. I knew there was a talk. Cheaptrick.com? Cheaptrick.com? Oh, my God. Damn it. I know. No, I think we got some work done. This motivated me, honestly. I think I need someone scattered in me. This guy's nice. I like this guy. He's pretty cool. Good. I barely know Mara. I barely know Mara. And then, like, when I was kind of, like, getting reacquainted via social media, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's always around. And uh, I got to say, this is a pleasant surprise. I I like you, sir. I can do this again. We can do this every weekend. (laughs) 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 Then fuck you. I'm going to drop your class and not even get a W, bitch. Yeah, you got a W, F. You you waited. You you procrastinated once again, you loser. (laughs) You Oh, you waited, you procrastinated, and now you got a W. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, God. Okay, so this has well, been a great... I'm glad I passed your test. <laughs> <laughs> Don't patronize me with some Don't patronize me with some now. bullshit you apology now. Me, you, you, you patronized me! I was serious. <laughs> I was serious, but I digress. How could I have been more wrong, sir? No, you are an asshole. Being serious, you were also being patronized. Oh my god. We're going to take, take this, this offline. Yeah, and you guys can no, talk so real fun. estate. People are like, wow, what a great episode. The dynamic of that new fat guy. I feel like they all got along. And then right at the end, everybody's like, fuck you. No, fuck you. I hope your life sucks. I hope your life sucks fucking more. I hate you. All right, I'll see you when I get home. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Senior Swenson. At Senior Swenson. I'm on Facebook at Steve Swenson. And also on LinkedIn by the same name. And Mara has my phone number and my address. And my email address is very simple. It's firstlast at gmail.com. So there you go. There you go. Andrew, where can we find you? Uh, Andrew Keith Holland on Instagram and Twitter. And seriously, I really, uh, we want to check in in three months and hopefully we're all. He's probably going to be dead. So. Wow. 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 Yeah. Way to end on a positive note. Please. 
put us in your will. <laughs> yeah, we need everything or anything. If I die, you guys are going to be really fucking pissed when you get a letter that says Franklin's inherited my studio. <laughs> All to himself. I know, and he can't even live here. <laughs> uh, you can find us um, at Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram. Please follow uh, H&A Pod on Twitter. Please also rate, review, share. The more uh, ratings and reviews we get, the more we move up in those iTunes charts. So uh, do us a flavor and uh, hit that up. Uh, you can also follow me directly at Mara Merrick. Um, also, we're going to have a finale show because after this... Uh, and Oregon and Port Townsend, I am going the fuck home. So we're going to do a New York show. It's our two-year, two-week anniversary show uh, for Happy Never After, and I wow. am about to get real fat from not riding. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Damn. Happy two years, yeah, two two years, years two weeks. That's real. <laughs> That's real. That's real. That's real. So, That's real. So, <laughs> I'm going home. So make sure to check the Bike Laugh Heel website for those tickets. Uh, Okay, love you guys, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Later, bro. Later, man. Later, man.